0: Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on gotodobbs.com today. This is Scoops with Danny Mac, the podcast powered by I Promise. Now, here's Danny Mac.
1: edition of the program. Welcome in. If you want to jump in as well, six five seven eight zero. That is the air comfort service text line. Dan McLaughlin with you. Tanner Hendrickson running the board. Our producer. Always love getting the feedback from you. Bill DeWitt III, the Cardinals president, uh, will be my guest. We start though with some of the headlines of the day. And how could you not start without talking Blues hockey? The Blues win four to one last night. Many people look at the Avalanche as being the prohibitive favorite to win the Stanley Cup. Hey, it's one game. I get it. We got 55 to go, but man, if you're a Blues fan, you wake up this morning even though it was a late start and you say that was pretty darn good. I watched it last night and I was impressed. Really impressed. That was fun to watch. Robert Thomas, two assists, set up the Blues first and fourth goals. He was plus two and Thomas was sharp at center.
2: Yeah, yeah, it was uh, a good team night. Uh, You know, everyone played well. Everyone played the right way and uh, you know, that's how we got the win. So, uh, we know, we know we've had this mentality for a while, you know, next man up, you know, whenever something happens, everyone's always ready to go. And, and, uh, that was the case tonight.
1: That certainly was the case because Mike Hoffman had a work visa issue and couldn't play. Now they do anticipate him playing tomorrow against the Avalanche show. No Hoffman, no problem. Oscar Sunquist, He steps up, goes on that line. He gets two goals and looked awfully good.
3: Yeah. I mean, sports is super, super easy to play with. Uh, Hard-working guy, good skater. Same there, good vision, and, and uh, he's always he's always close to. you. Uh, he's always he always close by to help you out if if you if you get in trouble. And, and uh, as I said, he's he's so easy to play with, and, and uh, um, I, I enjoyed playing with those two guys tonight.
1: Now, one of the things I'm going to go through some of the takeaways here quickly that I saw in the game yesterday, five on five. Five on five. The Blues have depth. They were just rolling line after line after line last night. This was without Hoffman. This is without Teresinko. Ten points from eight different players. That stands out. How about Jordan Cairo? I'm a huge Cairo fan. This is even minus the extra uh, ten pounds coming into camp. This guy looks like a different player. When you see him on the ice, he's playing with confidence. If you watched any of the scrimmages, which one of them was on YouTube for the Blues, they provided that. Watch that. He looked like a different player. Watching last night, looked like a different player. Then my number one key to the season going into this year, Jordan Bennington. Got to have good goaltending play. That's obvious. Jordan Bennington, very solid, and he was calm if you if you watch goaltenders sometimes not to say they flop but you just look at guys and there's there's not a calmness between the pipes last night bennington he looked calm excited to play hockey again um you know we became
3: came out uh strong as a team um you know a couple penalties but uh we did a good job the boys stepped up and um you know we found a way to get
1: it done and and uh, we played right till the end so um you know it's good to get in that win column again for sure and so for craig baruby you find out before the game hoffman is out as a as i said before obviously you're without tarasenko it didn't matter so he made some of the adjustments on the fly and you know what we don't give this guy enough credit man he's awfully good craig baruby well, the
3: depth i think of our team if you think about it i think that uh the last three years we've been deep team we've got extra guys that uh are hungry to play and when they get an opportunity they go in and do the job um you know so i think uh, doug does a great job in management of uh, uh, providing good players and that and making sure we're deep
1: can't wait to watch it blues back at it tomorrow so good to get them back just on the ice to watch hockey again i watched a bunch of the hockey last night one of the things that i'm taking away and we've been talking about this but you've got these teams that are playing back to back, so not it may not be within a 48 hour period, one day, one day. But in this case, it's you know you're playing the Avalanche day off, you're playing the Avalanche. You're gonna see them eight times. This stuff is going to get nasty. It's gonna get nasty, and I love it. And it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a great year of hockey. Um, watching some of the other games last night, it got nasty. And it was game one of a 56-game regular season. Tanner, that's what stood out for me last night. We are going, as hockey fans, generally speaking, as crazy as this year has been for all of us, in and out of sports, if you love hockey, you're going to enjoy how this sport is presented. Yeah,
4: the Blues seemed really physical last night compared to the Avalanche. Fast, uh, too. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how the Avalanche respond on Friday, see if they come out. I expect this rivalry to just skyrocket from here. Yeah,
1: and that's what I love about it. And uh, the Blues last night... I always talk about speed in sports. Thomas at center, phenomenal. I love him. Don't ever move him again. I love him at center. I love I don't care. I could play on his wing and maybe score a goal or two. He'd just put it right on my tape. He's phenomenal. Um, and the other thing is, I keep pointing back to this, but I love watching Jordan Cairo. He's making step after step after step. I, I'm anticipating a big year from him. I was talking about guys like Pareco and Krug and the normal guys that you mentioned. I think Jordan Cairo, we're not giving him enough credit. He's going to get better and better and better. And we're already seeing it. He's made major steps already here in 2021. So looking forward to game number two of the season. You can listen to it on 101 ESPN, 7 o'clock pregame, 8 o'clock. They'll drop the puck and the game will be also seen on Fox Sports Midwest. So that's good too, by the way, because uh, I don't know about you. I was a little frustrated when I went to... I was flipping around and I, I was like, okay, it's time to drop the puck. Let's go. And then I'm watching five, nothing Tampa Bay. And I said, can we please get the Hawks and Tampa Bay off here? I don't want to watch this. Let's go to the blues and avalanche.
4: That's the great part about having streaming. I didn't have to have that issue.
1: <laughs> uh, some NFL news. Uh, Randy talked about this in their program, but the Jaguars, Urban Meyer, in advance talks to see whether or not they can finalize a deal this week. Following another meeting with the Jags yesterday, Meyer is highly interested in the possibility of coaching in the NFL. Now, he's a guy that won three national championships in college. Uh, he's been at Bowling Green, what, Utah, Florida, and Ohio State. I I, I this would be intriguing. Urban Meyer in the pros, number one overall pick. You got a franchise QB coming out. I think it could be fun. I'd be watching the Jags. Even if they're terrible, I'd be curious to see what he could do.
4: I'm surprised that he went just because you look at how bad they were. One win. And then you they got rid of basically everybody on their defense last year. right? And a guy that won three national championships and he goes you know yeah I can go there I'm just like wow
1: yeah Alabama finalizing a deal with former Houston Texans coach Bill O'Brien to be the Crimson Tides next offensive coordinator so they lose one guy he's going to Texas he's an offensive minded coach they hope down in the uh, Lone Star State that they can get some offense going and maybe actually stick with a coach That's, that's one I mean why just keep turning over turning over turning over I mean the the instant gratification of these colleges that have huge money that if you don't turn around in three years, you're gone. That's crazy. Give Sarkeesian a chance. Get him. Let him get his players in. It's a COVID world. It's not easy at all to recruit. Recruiting's changed. Doing everything on Zoom. It's It's tough. Let him get his players in, see what he can do. My God. Stupid. Let him do what he can do.
4: I, you know, I wasn't surprised though by the Herman firing, just because the state of Texas, I feel like there's unrealistic expectations.
1: Then why Charlie Strong? Well, yeah,
4: he, that was a, yeah, that's a good question.
1: I but, mean, what did he? Give him a chance.
4: I just feel like it's unrealistic expectation because you look at the high school level of football in the state of Texas. It's probably, what would you say, the number one state for high school football? Texas?
1: Yeah. Texas, Florida, California, Georgia.
4: I think there's somewhat of a false sense of, you know, in the fan base for Texas University of, oh, hey, we're number one in high school football. You should be able to recruit well here and you should be able to win now.
1: If you're UT, though, you still have to reestablish... Your connections with your coaching staff with the high school coaches and the pipeline and bringing those people in it takes time i mean look at what mizzou you know i give eli drinkowitz a lot of credit you know one of the things that they talked about is he's gonna have to re-establish roots here in st louis one of the first things he did was immediately establish those roots and look at your beloved fighting illini they had a nice pipeline for a little bit of getting those kids and then it went dry you have to keep those pipelines open, and that means having relationships with coaches. So let them build them. And if they have a down year, not everybody is Nick Saban. Stay with them. Drives me crazy. All right, I found this interesting. So I'm a card collector, baseball card collector, Tanner. I've got old Bob Gibson, Lou Brock. I, I need to go back and look at like some really old ones I have. And God bless Jane in South City if she texts in. That would also be my mom. I don't know if she's listening. Every year for Christmas, she gets me a Topps baseball card set. Still, I have unopened Topps boxes of cards for decades. I don't know what they're worth yet. Now I have no idea. I just put them in my closet and I say, thanks, Mom, Merry Christmas, I love you, and we go on our merry way. Now... Mickey Mantle baseball card has shattered a five-month-old record for the highest-selling sports card of all time, going for $5.2 million. 1952 Tops Mickey Mantle PSA 9. So if you don't know what this is about, PSA is a grading system that ranges from 1 to 10, and that took the record from the one-of-one Mike Trout rookie that sold for 3.94 in August it's believed there are only six PSA 9s of that Mantle card still in existence. I don't know if kids collect cards anymore. I, as I was a young kid, we'd play flips. You ever do that? I don't even know what that is. Oh, my. god. Okay. Let me start over with you, Tanner. You got flips. You trade cards. You, you know, it's that's kind of the, the premise of it. But that's what I would do with cards. I love baseball. That got me involved in baseball. i look at the back of the card. I'd look at the numbers. Average, home run, runs batted in. You know, all the things that we don't pay attention to now. I guess now I need to start looking at uh, OPS and slugging and, you know, war and everything else. But that's what I would do. I love baseball cards. I don't think kids collect baseball cards at all anymore. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Maybe there's somebody in the audience that's got uh, kids that collect baseball cards. But this one because i'm a baseball card collector and the fact that this is my soapbox 5.2 million for mickey mantle during a pandemic not bad i may start collecting cards now (laughs) 5.2
4: million dollars for mickey mantle boy maybe if i can get lucky and i don't know maybe a yadier molina signed card in 50 years will be worth a
1: lot absolutely uh, 618, hey, Dan, I'm 40 years old, still collect. I notice nowadays that more adults collect than uh, the kids, it seems. During the pandemic, baseball cards were extremely hard to find. No doubt. Uh, 636, you literally can't find cards in stores right now. Card collecting is insanely popular right now. Yeah, I've heard that from a lot of people. I'm not one of those guys that goes on all the websites and looks and says, well, oh, I got one of these, and, you know, what do you want? I don't, I don't do that. Pat Neshek, if you guys remember that name, reliever of the cardinals is an insane card collector like he finds those really rare authentic cards and he's got the pockets to go out and spend to go find those and invest in those um so it's 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 interesting i mean it's it's a hobby it's it's fun to look at the value of those and then how they increase in value over the years didn't
4: Nischek I, I don't think it's with the cardinals but someone i thought he had traded took a
1: baseball card to give up a number he did it was that's a great maybe somebody can remember so with who it Houston, was
4: maybe?
1: it was with the cardinals oh was it yeah uh oh who was it i'll have to look it up but yes it was with the cardinals i believe hey speaking of the cardinals we'll visit with bill dewitt the cardinals president uh, bill dewitt the third is coming up and we'll talk about the annual winter warm-up and some baseball news as well all right thanks for checking in uh we'll get to more of those texts later in the show so
0: more of what you want to hear. Scoops with Danny Mack in podcast form on 101 ESPN.
1: Hard to believe baseball is not far away. We hope, fingers crossed, and uh, we get the chance to visit with Bill DeWitt III, the Cardinals president, the annual winter warm up. Although we can't congregate all together this weekend in downtown St. Louis, we will do it virtually, and it happens again this year on com. Hey, Bill, great to visit with you. How are things going?
3: Hey, Dan, I'm great. Thank you.
1: Um, it's unfortunate we can't get together and have our annual winter warm-up, but uh, what do you think about doing this virtually? What, what do you think this is going to be like for our fans and, and really from your perspective of being the president of the Cardinals?
3: Well, we certainly want to continue what's always been a celebration of baseball and the Cardinals at this time of year when we're all – um you know probably thinking about other things certainly but um it's it's that hump uh moment in the year i feel like where you know you get past the warm up and you start to see the spring training you know the light at the end of the tunnel gets a little bigger and um it, but this year you know we have to be virtual um uh, but there's still a lot of great stuff and i think for people who um you know just love cardinals baseball um and also are, um, really understand and appreciate the mission of Cardinals Care. I'm hoping they'll they'll come visit us online. Uh, there's a lot to do, um, and I'll list a few things. Basically, there's the 50/50 raffle, which has already got a nice prize uh, going with uh, growing by the day. Um, there are going to be autographs you can buy on, and um, you know, balls and pictures and things. There's a, uh, a silent auction for a bunch of cool items, and then I think the the show case, experience will be these virtual experiences. Um, there'll be two types. Uh, one would be for paid, um, where you, you buy into the um, program, and it's a live program. There's some really cool ones. Uh, the biggest seller right now is the 2011 World Championship Reunion um, experience, where the guys will be back and talking and chatting. And I know you'll be part of uh, some of those MC events, uh, Dan, which we always appreciate your help there. And, and then there's some free content where Like, you know, I'll do a piece with you and Mo's going to do one and my dad and um, where you can just link to that interview at any time. So tons of stuff to do um and the nice thing is it's um you know from the comfort of your own home
1: yeah absolutely how important was this bill to make sure that you continued on with the tradition of of the of doing the warm-up it would have been very easy to say you know what we're not going to do it this year spring training around the corner everybody would have understood but how important was it um no matter how much money you raise this year probably won't be what you would normally get but it's still something to go to cardinals care which is always important so how important it for you to say hey we need to carry on this tradition and make sure that it's uh, it's something we do every single year even though this year it's virtually
3: yeah very important um, we um, and I and I feel that about that way about our entire business I mean it was a real challenge really a herculean challenge to get in those 60 games for the season last year um it was definitely bizarre and unusual without fans <laughs> and all that but as you know we got through it and you were part of that um and you know the off season planning continues um just all those points in the calendar that are so important to the rhythm and the uh, tradition of Cardinals baseball and even though they're different like with the warm up um we view it as really the showpiece of our off season and beyond sort of the hot stove news and the things that people like to follow. I mean, this is really the, the big off season thing that we do and obviously the all for a great cause. So no matter what we wanted to continue it, yeah, it'll be a little less terms of revenues, but um, the staff will learn a lot from creating the virtual experiences and, and maybe going forward, there'll be some pieces that we, we even keep so that um, people can participate even without traveling. But Certainly want to get back to the in person thing next year.
1: Oh, do we ever? Um, let's also make sure we make this a point of emphasis. If you signed up with some of the paid virtual experiences, or you buy a ball, or it could be a picture, whatever the case may be. I think fans need to understand a hundred percent goes to kids in the area. So this isn't like it's going to help pay for a second baseman, a pitcher, um your left fielder, whatever. It's going to 100% of the charitable outreach arm of the organization, and I think that needs to be stressed, especially in these times.
3: Absolutely. And, you know, as chairman of Cardinal's Care, I um, have sort of been working with their staff as well as our board on some issues regarding, you know, how do we in this time of need um, do even more? Because um, there is a little bit of an endowment, not a big one. We like to spend just about everything we, we take in. But, you know, in, in times like these, you know, um, there's no point in having a rainy day fund because, you know, today's the rainy day.
1: Absolutely. So,
3: you know, we really are uh, trying to step up. And, and for those who can give, uh, we feel like it's, you know, doubly important because we know some can't in these difficult times. So um, I just think um, it's a great tradition. It's a big part of who we are as an organization. And, um, you know, we, we did a strategic planning session last year before all this stuff. And, you know, it basically had three pillars to it. You know, we want to win on the field. We want to be able to, um, run a sound operation economically so that we can be successful over the long time, over the long haul. And the third is giving back in the community. And, you know, I don't know the the order of those probably winning maybe number one, but, um, the others are just right there. And so, and those are the pillars of this organization. So giving back needs to be part of all the employees DNA. And um, we hope it's part of our fans DNA. And of course, if any experience uh, tells me that they're going to show up uh, virtually for us this year and, um, and, and give if they can.
1: Bill DeWitt III, the Cardinals president, is my guest. We, we got some pretty good news. It seemed like to be uh, optimistic news. Looking forward to a season and maybe it getting off on time. Do you do you have any insight on that, Bill? That maybe you could share with the fans.
3: Uh, it's only that the commissioner has um, given us the marching orders that be ready, be ready for it to start on time. If we have to be, um, you know, limiting capacity and um, uh, going through a bunch of protocols to make sure everybody's safe with the limited capacity, then then we'll be ready to do that. And that's, you know, probably likely to start. And then um, you know, we'll we'll get to the next phase, hopefully sooner rather than later, where some of those restrictions can be lifted, some of the protocols, and then it'll start feeling a little bit more normal. But um yeah, we are preparing where we're all systems go and uh, both for spring training and the regular season and um I'm I'm just looking forward to it because we know there's light at the end of the tunnel. Um the vaccines have started, you know, maybe not as fast as we had all hoped, but they're they're getting you know, I think they'll get on a roll with it. And um, you know, I'm I'm just maybe I'm an optimist, but I think that um we'll hit some of those targets that people have been talking about. Um, as far as, you know, the whole overall population.
1: I'm curious how your dad is holding up with uh, the craziness of our world, but also just the craziness of the baseball world. How how is he doing with everything?
3: He's good. Um, You know, he's, I think, taken this time where maybe a little bit less travel um, than he would otherwise do, uh, you know, with league meetings and things of that nature. Same thing for me, but uh, to, to really refocus on the things that you can control, you know, cause there's a lot that you can't control in this situation. And so he's dialed in as ever on, on the team and what we need to do strategically with, with the roster and, and how we might um, think about where we are in the overall landscape of MLB and our competitive um, uh, set of issues that we have. And, um, you know, thinking short-term, medium-term and long-term, which has been the hallmark I think of, his approach and our organization's approach to um, being competitive every year. Uh, You have to think in all of those ways all the time so that you don't um, get caught short at any point in time.
1: I I bet uh, so many fans are curious because they have not – been able to get down to ballpark village to see what it looks like and to see the changes and to see the add-ons that have taken place in the last uh year or so can you give our fans an indication of, of what it looks like and 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 how things are going with ballpark village
3: yeah sure it's um remarkably uh interesting down here right now because you know we have the apartment tower mostly leased up um and you know that's 300 units. We're 87% leased up, and you're seeing people walk around, walking their dogs. Um, it's a little more, it's much more of a neighborhood feel than ever was. As you know, there's a um, a hotel, the Live by Lowe's, which is up and running. Uh, the office building is 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 got tenants. Health club is running. Uh, there's a couple, some new retail places. Sports and Socials got a great vibe. Spills out onto that Bush 2 infield and in the uh, Together Plaza. So, um, we're, we're here, we're doing it. Um, we're, we're going through all those protocols. So it, it's not like, you know, it will be, you know, hopefully soon, but, um, I hope people uh, do start thinking about coming down and checking it out if they haven't yet. Um, and, and if understandably, if they want to just wait till we're on the other side of it, I think they're going to be in for a, a real treat, um, when they come to their first game next year, because the place is just transformed. The
1: uh, virtual experiences will kick off again. The winter warm up on Friday. The World Series reunion, by the way, will be at 6. St. Louis time. You've got uh, Growing Up Prospects with Gorman and Libertor together, two best friends now in the Cardinals system. We may see them in the big league sooner than later. There's all kinds of panels. Obviously, you'll be with one. Uh, Michael Gersh is with one. We have got various members of the front office. We're going to go down to Matt Carpenter's ranch. So Maybe we learn some things along the way with this and how to improve the winter warm-up, which would be fun. I am curious about, and by the way, go to cardinals.com for anybody out there. There's a list and an entire schedule and times and availabilities of when to sign up and to get in. I'm I'm curious, Bill, what what you think maybe you've learned through all this from a baseball perspective, which has been really tough on everybody, obviously, in all walks of life, but we do try to find silver linings if we can. So what, what do you think we've learned from either the business side, the baseball side, on the field, whatever, from going through COVID with the St. Louis Cardinals, if there is anything that comes to mind?
3: Well, gosh, uh, there's so much. Um, but I think you know one thing is the resiliency of of this organization. Um, you know, um, it, it, we we know that it's COVID's affected everybody and and all organizations, uh, some more dramatically than others. And for us, being in entertainment and um, well, sports, entertainment plus you know retail and other sorts of entertainment with ballpark village, um, that 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 industry is particularly hard hit. Um, But, you know, we also have experienced ways of coping that we maybe didn't ever think we'd have to deal with, but we've gotten through it and um, we're continuing to get through it. And so I I would just say that, you know, the the resiliency of the group, the dedication, no matter what, we want to bring this, this great sport to our fans and if it has to be with no fans or limited fans or a packed house um you know we're going to we're going to make it work <laughs> and um particularly on the baseball side with those guys how they had to handle both the um getting ready to play but also all the protocols with the players and, and hats off to them too because they um performed um on the field without people realizing what they went through behind the you know behind the scenes um, and you guys too, Dan, you know, the, you're part of the show in terms of making it all uh, happen and bringing the the, um, uh, the the broadcast to the fans and everything was different for you guys too. So um, we're just grateful that, that everybody that, that puts on this show was able to adapt. And like you said, maybe there'll be some lessons going forward that we can um, tweak things and 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 have everybody back here, certainly, but provide an even more interesting product when they're either online or, or checking in with us in other ways.
1: Absolutely, and it's it's well put. Hey, Bill, thanks for your time. I know you're busy. It's going to be a fun weekend, albeit virtually. And, again, we uh, advise all the fans to go to Cardinals.com. Have a great weekend, Bill. Thanks so much for your time.
3: All right, thanks, Dan. Take care.
1: You bet. That's Bill DeWitt, the Cardinals president.
0: More of what you wanna hear. Scoops with Danny Mack in podcast form on 101 ESPN.
1: Earlier in the show, we were asking about uh trading cards in Major League Baseball and uh the name of Pat neshek I brought up. And I was wondering about the player that he traded his number for. Well, it was John Lackey. So Lackey, when he got to St. Louis, wanted to keep his old numbers. So Pat Neshek um, gave him that. He gave up his number 41. Lackey gave him a baseball autograph by Babe Ruth that's worth thousands of dollars. Neshek, you may remember, then switched to number 37. Uh, This was just tweeted out by Bob Nightingale of USA Today. Bet online has their favorites to win in each division. This surprises me a little bit. So bet online has the Reds winning the division. They're the odds-on favorite right now, currently constructed to win the division. So I started thinking about their rotation. They got at the top, Sonny Gray. He still might be traded. Luis Castillo could be traded. Tyler Malley, Wade Miley, and Michael Lorenzen. It's not a bad five at all. That's pretty good. But their bullpen, uh, I don't like. I I love Amir Garrett. Lucas Sims is fine. Uh, They've got Ramirez, Sal Romano. Eh. But what they do have in their lineup is Mustakis Suarez Castellanos Vado. And that's something to think about. Navado is at the latter stages of his career. Moustakas though, it's been talked about. They could trade him. Castellanos, same thing. Suarez, same thing. I'm not sure they're going to look the same as we speak in the middle of January, as they will in this season. We'll see. And remember, they traded their very good closer in Rysel Iglesias. That guy was nasty. So I'm not sure I necessarily agree with what uh, bet online has at this point. And, I go back to this point I continue to make. It's going to be fascinating to see when these teams come back how deep starters go in games, especially early on. So you better be lined up with really good middle relief Set up and a closer. You got to have it because some of these pitchers are not going to have the kind of innings that they piled up in what would be, quote unquote, a normal season. The Rockets sent James Harden to the Nets. It was a blockbuster four-team trade. Involved the uh, Pacers, the Cavs. It uh, completes the uh, exit for Harden from Houston. Sets up a potential super team in Brooklyn. Now, the key to that, though, is Kyrie Irving. Who apparently is not with the team right now. Eh, we'll pay you over $100 million. All you got to do is show up and play some basketball. You know, you get to play with Kevin Durant. By the way, we just added James Harden. Here's Adrian Wojciechowski of ESPN.
2: Gonna have to explain really what's transpired here in the last week. And I think that, listen, ultimately, as much as anything, and you guys know this in professional sports, teams have to be able to count on you. And if there's issues, if there are things that they need to help Kyrie Irving work through, like any organization, with a great player they're going to be there to do that but ultimately they've got to know you're seriously uh that that you're you 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 have seriously committed uh to this endeavor and this group and this team uh Kyrie Irving has to be a leader on this team he's got to be a leader for good and uh, I think for the Nets you know they have to know that but listen bringing James Harden in changes that dynamic and and this is a team now uh, that has, you know, three MVP-level players on it. Uh, and, and I do think that perhaps the organization gained a little leverage now over Kyrie and over his future by landing James Harden.
1: If you're the Nets and you go to Kyrie, you say, well, what do you want? What else do you want? And if you try to trade him, I'm not sure other franchisers are going to say, even though he is an awesome elite talent, With a big price tag, but watching what he's done in other spots, do you say, do we really want to take that on? It's a headache.
4: And he was a problem in Boston when they had the young core with Tatum and uh, who was he, Smart? Who's the other one I'm forgetting?
1: A kid from Butler, Gordon. No, Hayward. Hayward.
4: He was the problem there. I mean, Jalen Brown, that's the one I was thinking of too. He was a problem there. You take Kyrie out of that, I'm convinced that that team could have won a championship.
1: I mean... If I'm another franchise, I'm like, ah, eh, great player, but eh. but it is amazing to see how players dictate where they want to go. James Harden dictates where he wants to go. By the way, he's supposed to open a restaurant in Houston in about uh, nine days. That's 13. awkward. Yeah. I don't know how well that's going to go. Bad timing on that one. But I think he can afford if there's losses. I think it's going to be okay. All right. We're going to cross it over. Brandon Kiley's going to come on in. He's going to tell us what's coming up on the show. and We'll talk a little bit about what's happening here.
0: More of what you want to hear. Scoops with Danny Mac in podcast form on 101 ESPN. Time now for the crossover. Brought to you by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. Close to home or close to work. For quality tires and expert auto service, you can always count on Dobbs.
1: Alex Ferrario is in. He'll be with BK coming up at the top of the hour. Alex, i got to tell you, great job yesterday on the station. Uh, All your blues work and coverage. I was listening intently, and uh, every time I turned on the radio, I was in my car like... Oh, I don't know, like 2 and one thirty, and then it was like 6, and then it was 8, and you're still on, and then I yep. turned it on at like midnight, and you're still there. So uh, you're to be commended. Great job, great coverage. <laughs> thank you very much. But, Dan, I, I do got to give props to our guy,
5: Mike Ryder. Mike uh, Ryder's the best. He, he was here with me all day yesterday putting stuff together on pregame. He's just as hard of a worker as anybody here. So, uh, so no, thank you. It, it was fun to kind of get all of that stuff excited up, pumped up last night. And, look, I mean, the game gave us exactly what we wanted, right? You didn't want to have a dud at 9.30 at night and the blues uh, went out there and performed
1: yeah 4-1 I, I thought there was a few takeaways that i i had i just was making notes as i'm watching the game robert thomas was awesome yep. i love him at center do you believe me now about the of notes thing no okay thank you five on five the blues have depth they were rolling line after line after line yeah and it was it was good um team speed i i, th- I saw a team that was quick i saw a team that was fast quick in their own zone too yes jordan Cairo. Wow, real deal. Yes, he is. You know, I've been on the Cairo bus. I never jumped off, so I'm on that. I did though, Dancy, and CNN, I. You, yeah, no. I will be the first to raise my hand with that because
5: I mean, I no, didn't expect no, no. It. no, This guy looks like a completely totally different, different player. player. I you love put it. on eight pounds of muscle, and the speed is still there. I don't there? care about
1: the eight pounds of muscle. You don't care about the muscle? Let him play. Okay, I like it. Let him play. Give him the speed. Jordan Bennington, calm, really calm, yeah. solid, yeah. fired. So, Yeah, uh, one goal allowed. I thought he was great. There was a couple of barrages there by Colorado, and he was there. They withstood that. And this is, I think you have to put it in perspective. This is without Hoffman. And without Tarasenko. Yeah. And they're rolling out big lines. This
5: is what they did last year, Dan. And look, Hoffman wasn't on this team last year, but they did not have Tarasenko from like October 24th on. And they still were one of the top five goal scoring teams in the National Hockey League. They finished the first in their conference. And if it wasn't for that pause, I truly believe they would have stayed in that position without Vladimir Tarasenko. So the fact that this team is so deep and last year they didn't have a third line that could do what they do now, right? Like Sanford was playing on that second line. Your third line was Thomas and Bozak and Blay and Blay was injured. Kyrie wasn't there. Thomas really couldn't kind of grab a hold of what he's grabbed a hold of in two or in this first game and Bozak's Tyler Bozak. He's a very suitable third line forward. But what you have now is you have a third line that legitimately could put up 10 to 15 goals each, I'm talking Cairo and Sanford. These guys can put up
1: ten to fifteen goals each. Yeah, it was fun to watch. So great debut for the Blues. You'll be back at it tomorrow, seven o'clock with the drop of the puck. Eight, o- or, I'm sorry, with the pregame eight o'clock drop of the puck. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's coming up on the show? So we are going to talk with the Joe Vitale. Of course, right. he was on
5: the call last night. Excited to chat with him. We have Buster Olney today. Um, plenty of base. That's right. Plenty of baseball to get into. That's right, Danny. We got we go big time on BK what time and Ferrari. Uh, Olney on. I believe he is on at. 11 30 today okay. 11 30 he is joining um and then we got bruce boudreau the former nhl head bruce coach boudreau that's right the french version that's he right. uh, he's gonna join us at 1 30 today of uh, course to talk a little blues hockey how was that i a little bit more passion but blues hockey better, better. i came
1: love from it from the loins oh there it is yeah, yeah. <sighs> right ta- right tanner came from the loins don't hey whoa, whoa tanner before you answer don't you can answer if you want i don't want to speak for you but you, you stick up for yourself when these guys roll in. I see how they treat you, and I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. Tanner, I'm on the record with that. Tanner, Tanner you I not, answer him? You, you know you're my dog? I'm your I dog. thought I was your dog. dog. I well, thought you know. I was your dog. You're my dog, too. Okay. I'm just trying to bring people together T-Bone, here.
5: give him a woof. Give him a woof.
1: No. Okay. Nice. That's what I'm talking Literally, about. He stood up to me. There you go, T-Bone.
0: <laughs> this is 101 ESPN. You've been listening to Scoops with Danny Mack, the podcast powered by I Promise.
4: With winter weather making it harder to stay active, here's a gift idea for the outdoor adventurer in your life, the Allbirds Mizzle Collection. The Allbirds Mizzle is designed for those who won't take snow for an answer, featuring built-in puddle guard technology to keep the winter wonderland where it belongs, not in your shoe. The weather-ready sole offers enhanced traction, so you go on winter runs with confidence. And it's made with premium ZQ Merino wool, a naturally insulating material that keeps your feet warm and sports a low environmental impact. Allbirds displays their carbon footprint right on the shoe, so you can see the difference for yourself. On top of that, they actually offset the carbon footprint to zero, making their mizzle collection completely carbon neutral. So you can stay warm and dry while trading lighter. This holiday season get on their nice list when you shop the Allbirds Mizzle Collection. Discover your perfect pair at Allbirds.com. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S.com.
2: Peloton, let's go! This holiday with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors.